Welcome to Future So Bright, the podcast from Class 101 Franklin, where we illuminate the college admissions experience. I'm your host, Sean. And before I was a college student, I was a Class 101 Franklin student who was trying to find my own way through the college admissions process. Today on Future So Bright, we're going to be talking about the PSAT and National Merit Scholars. What is the PSAT, and when do students usually take it? The PSAT is the preliminary SAT. And it is used to consider students for the National Merit Scholar. So if you've heard anybody called a National Merit, then they would have taken the PSAT. And the time that score is considered is October of their junior year. It is given one time a year. Now, there was some different things that happened this past year due to COVID, and they gave an other test in January. And they also even opened up some other ways that students can be considered. But we also encourage our students to take a PSAT, maybe in their freshman and sophomore year, just to get an idea of the test and to prepare them for that next steps of taking it their junior year. So what does that test look like and what areas does it cover? So there are two main areas that make up four tests that are in the PSAT. So there is reading and writing which gives critical reading and thinking. So there's essentially a reading test, and then there is a writing test. And then there are two math sections. One of them is a no calculator option, and the other one is a calculator option. And a lot of students will say, ooh, I don't like science, so I'm going to take the PSAT or the SAT so I don't have to take a science section. But the reading section actually has a couple passages that are science-related, so they do get to all of the subjects. So how closely do the PSAT and SAT relate? Is the PSAT really going to help me prepare for the SAT, or are they two completely different animals? So the difference between the PSAT and the SAT. So the the PSAT has fewer questions, and the highest score that a student could achieve on that is a 1520. The SAT is just a little bit longer. Um, Each section may be about five minutes longer, and the highest score that you can achieve there is a 1600. Students will stop taking the PSAT after their junior year, and it is actually not a part of college admissions. It's part of consideration for the national merit. It is a good indicator to see where a student is, especially in reading and English. Generally, our math skills will come just a bit later depending on when a student is taking their advanced math, like geometry and algebra two. So a student shouldn't be too disappointed with their math score when they're, say, a freshman or sophomore on the PSAT because they simply have not learned that subject yet. So if colleges don't look at the PSAT, is there really any reason to do test prep for it? What does a high PSAT score get you? A high PSAT score is going to get a student recognition. And like I said, it's the National Merit Scholarship Qualifying Test. And so that comes with the the title of being in the top 1% in the nation of students in their junior year. And that accounts for about 16,000 students. And then there's another process that goes beyond that recognition is then if a student is determined to be a national merit student, then they have to claim that spot and then complete some other applications that'll be due in October of their senior year. Now, what that means for colleges, there's three different ways that you can earn some scholarship money. So that's why it's important. You could be an overall national merit in your state or the country, which could come with money. 
You could also have a parent that works at a company that's participating, and there is scholarship money that can be earned through that parent's parent's employer, or a college that a student applies. So if I have a National Merit student, I'm going to very carefully look at their college list and make sure that they have some great colleges on there that are participating, meaning that there's going to be additional funds. Some schools will give up to full tuition, room, and board with some stipends for study abroad. Some schools will give very small awards, but they will still give recognition. So we encourage our students to at least take the test so that they can even see if they can be part of the conversation for these scholarships. If a student is selected as a semifinalist in September of their senior year after taking the PSAT their junior year, then they have some important things that they have to complete in October that claims their spot to move on to hopefully the finalist round. Actually, there's only a small percentage of students that don't move on to the finalist round, and that has to do with their application as they're applying. They have to complete an essay, they have to submit extracurriculars, and they also have to be a very strong academic student. Several years ago, I had a student that scored almost perfect on the PSAT. However, he had a very low GPA, and he did not move on to the next round. And we had encouraged him that his academics were going to matter, and this was one of those opportunities that he missed out on. I also have a student that scored very well, and at her college, they had actually contacted her because she was a National Merit finalist, and it hadn't been on her radar. But when she applied, then she was asked to interview for the full tuition room and board scholarship, and she's been able to attend that school for virtually free, and she's in her senior year. So should I be worried about this test? How much should I be studying for the PSAT? So one of the biggest things we try to coach students on is their anxiety levels. And testing against a timer automatically raises anxiety. The PSAT is preliminary. It's a practice. So you go into it not necessarily preparing for it, but it's gauging your test-taking ability. It's giving you practice as you go forward to take the SAT or even the ACT. And so that's what we use it for, is getting experience under your belt. Now, those students who show the propensity to potentially be a semifinalist for national merit, those are students we will prep and give them practice tests and guidance and coaching in the reading, math, and writing sections. Thanks for listening to Future So Bright. We hope you'll subscribe and tell a friend about us. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at at class101franklinTN. And if you're in our area, we'd love to talk with you one-on-one about how Class 101 can work with your family and student to plan for college. With about 50 Class 101 locations nationwide, you can go to class101.com to find a location with experienced college planners near you.